This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please show your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. So what's on our plate today? Today we are sharing the story of mushrooms. Since ancient times, humans have foraged for wild mushrooms as a source of food, medicine, and trade, with some of the best documented examples of wild mushroom consumption dating back hundreds of years before the Common Era in China. Throughout their long history, mushrooms have gained varied reputations. Sometimes considered a food and other times a foe, mushrooms have always triggered curiosity in the human mind, as they've long been associated with medicinal healing, spiritual powers, and magic. Not to mention their air of mystery, sometimes even fear, which surrounds them because of their association with poisonings and accidental death. Renowned French philosopher Voltaire once said, A dish of mushrooms changed the destiny of Europe, referring to the War of Austrian Secession that followed the untimely death of Holy Roman Emperor King Charles VI, which may have been the result of eating toxic death cap mushrooms. Still, mushrooms have also been praised for their medicinal properties and healing powers, and so the mystery and intrigue continues. Although mushrooms are often lumped into the vegetable category, they are actually a fungus, and the term mushroom is not a taxonomic classification. The name mushroom has been given to thousands of varieties of wild edible fungi that possess the same thread-like roots and cap. This can be confusing, though, as edible species can have different forms— some with gills and some with pores, some with stems and some without. There are thousands of species of mushrooms across more than 30 genera, each varying in size, shape, and appearance. Mushrooms with gills, the most common, produce spores that range from white to pink to shades of yellow to brown or black. The caps can be cylindrical, conical, bell-shaped, cracked, wavy, flat, convex, small, large. I wasn't kidding when I said that they vary in appearance. And there are even 30 or so species of mushrooms that glow in the dark. Historically, these glowing mushrooms have helped light the way for humans venturing through jungles. Pretty dang cool. Most mushrooms are merely considered inedible, a few being poisonous and, in rare instances, fatal, and only a relatively small percent are sought after for consumption. Roughly 50 species are cultivated economically, half of that are cultivated commercially, and only a few handfuls are produced on an industrial scale. Of course, there are those that grow in the wild, which need to be well-identified before consuming. Some popular wild mushrooms have poisonous lookalikes, such as the chanterelle and their toxic twin jack-o'-lantern mushrooms, which is why foragers are encouraged to consult local practices and scientific knowledge when identifying mushrooms in the wild. The most popular among commercial cultivars are button mushrooms, botanically called Agaricus bisporus, oyster mushrooms in the genus Pluritus, shiitake mushrooms, Lentinula idatus, and the paddy straw mushroom in the genus Volvriella. Today, the button mushroom is the most commonly consumed variety, accounting for about 40% of the mushrooms grown around the world. It is so common it may simply be sold as mushrooms in grocery stores, which typically sell the all-white form. However, brown strains of the species have been developed and marketed as cremini and portobello mushrooms. What's the difference? Well, portobellos are simply allowed to mature past the button stage, 
Botanically, they are the same, and hence cremini mushrooms have often been called baby bellas. And going back to toxic lookalikes, one of the most commonly consumed poisonous mushrooms in North America is called the green spored parasol mushroom, which looks just like the popular white button mushrooms when it's young. You won't find the green spored parasol in grocery store produce sections, but it is widely spread in lawns across eastern North America and California, especially after rain in the summer and fall. Although the number can vary and is always debatable, only about 250 types of mushrooms are considered significantly poisonous, with the genus Amanita being one of the most toxic mushroom genera in the world. However, alongside those deadly ones like that deathcap mushroom, which changed the destiny of Europe according to Voltaire, this genus also contains some wonderful edible species, like the Caesar's mushroom, proving that genus alone can't always tell you if the mushroom is safe or not. And of course, not all field guides will agree on toxicity. One mushroom may be considered poisonous in one culture, while it is eaten as a delicacy in another. So, like I said, consult local practices and scientific knowledge, and just use your best judgment when identifying wild mushrooms. Backing up to the big picture, the fungi kingdom is a distinct group of organisms that are more closely related to animals than plants, and which play a vital role in forest ecosystems, from decomposition to nutrient cycling to symbiotic relationships with trees and other plants. This kingdom includes species with large and visible fruiting bodies bearing spores, called macrofungi, which includes mushrooms. Mushrooms have a cap and a stalk and are frequently seen in fields and forests. But there's far more to mushrooms than the stems and caps that we see above ground. What most people think of as the mushroom is actually just the fruit, so to speak, of a much larger organism that includes a mass of thin underground threads called mycelium. How massive? Well, the largest organism on Earth is a huge fungal mat, a single organism spread over 2,300 acres of forest in eastern Oregon. These filaments form networks that help plants, including trees, connect to each other creating a symbiotic relationship through structures called mycorrhiza. Unlike other plants, mushrooms don't need sunlight to make energy for themselves. Fungi are dependent on dead and living material for their growth, and they obtain their nutrients in three basic ways. Seprobic, growing on dead organic matter. Symbiotic, growing in association with other organisms. Or parasitic, causing harm to another organism. The majority of wild edible fungi species are symbiotic, as I described. The scientific names for fungi are constantly changing, an indication of how much there is still to discover about the diversity within this kingdom. Names are revised, boundaries adjusted, and new species are proposed with new research and discoveries. And the lines between the genus and species are often open to interpretation, which is why many say that there are preferred rather than correct scientific names for fungi. In addition to revisiting classifications, scientists are finding that fungi can be useful to humans beyond helping us make cheese, bread, beer, and wine, thanks, of course, to the single-celled fungi yeast. Pharmacologic research has found antiprotozoal, antiviral, and antifungal strains from fungi. Fungi have been used in modern-day medicine to make antibiotics, notably penicillin, which is sourced from penicillium fungi, and was discovered in 1928 by Alexander Fleming. Mushrooms not only provide a food source, but research is finding that they too have great value in the prevention and treatment of health problems, such as immune disorders, viral diseases, high cholesterol, coronary disease, liver disease, and cancer. Reishi mushrooms in particular have been used in ancient Chinese medicine and are said to have the longest history of medicinal and therapeutic use of any fungus, dating back almost 2,500 years. Taoist health philosophy states that all life is comprised of three treasures or energies, jing, qi, and shen, 
and the reishi mushroom has traditionally been used as a tonic for all three treasures. Reishi mushrooms are considered a protector of the entire body, with the ability to promote calmness, balance, and inner awareness. And they are still widely used for their powerful anti-cancer, antibacterial, antiviral, anti-aging, and general immune-stimulating properties. They are viewed almost like a fountain of youth, and hence they have been called the mushroom of immortality. In general, mushrooms are a good source of potassium, protein, fiber, zinc, B vitamins, and vitamin D. And they are one of the richest natural sources of the immune-supporting antioxidant, selenium. Some mushrooms are drunk as a tonic, some treat wounds, some are used to boost energy levels, and many contain important enzymes and antioxidants that are overall beneficial for the health of your immune system. And many mushrooms have environmental healing properties too. For example, the oyster mushroom can be employed to break down and clean up oil spills. The king stropharia mushroom can filter bacteria like E. coli before they get into the water supply. And there are others that can break down toxic chemicals and decontaminate areas exposed to radiation. And of course, mushrooms are used extensively in cooking, notably in Chinese, Korean, European, and Japanese cuisine. It is important to note that many wild mushroom species are toxic only in their raw form and must be cooked before eating, with popular methods including roasting, frying, grilling, and sautéing. Mushrooms are also known as the meat of the vegetable world in some cultures and are considered a fair meat substitute. They not only have high protein content, but they are of comparable nutritional value to many vegetables, so there really is an argument for them as an excellent meat alternative. The threads, sometimes referred to as the gills, of mushrooms are responsible for giving varieties like portobello their meaty taste and texture. Mushrooms have been consumed since ancient history. Edible mushroom species have been discovered at archaeological sites in Chile that are 13,000 years old. And as I mentioned earlier, there's documented accounts of mycophagy, the process of consuming wild mushrooms, dating back hundreds of years before the Common Era in China. China is a key player in both early and later historical record of wild edible mushrooms, as Chinese culture has long valued mushrooms as an elixir of life, not only for nutrition and taste, but also for their healing properties. These values and traditions are as strong today as they were centuries ago. China has a huge range of wild mushrooms collected from forests and fields that are widely marketed, and it is a major producer, with about half of all cultivated mushrooms coming from China. Ancient Greeks believed that mushrooms provided strength for warriors in battle, and the Romans perceived them as the food of the gods. Mushrooms were most likely cultivated for the first time around the year 600 in Asia, while the first records of cultivation in Europe aren't until the 17th century. For centuries, relatively little was known about mushrooms in the Western world, which was considered mycophobic, a.k.a. mushroom-fearing, while the Eastern world was mostly mycophilic, a.k.a. mushroom-loving. But everything changed when the French introduced mushrooms into their cuisine, encouraging other countries to embrace the mushroom in cooking. The button mushroom, which grows naturally in grasslands of North America and Europe, was the first species to be cultivated on compost in Western culture in Paris, France, around 1650. By the late 19th century, Americans were cooking up mushrooms in their own kitchens. And by the early 20th century, cultivation of button mushrooms was becoming industrialized. Today, they are the most widely cultivated edible mushroom worldwide. The second most widely cultivated are oyster mushrooms, popular for their mild, nutty, oyster-like flavor when cooked, and their ease of growing. They are one of the most readily cultivated varieties in the world. They were first grown in Germany as an emergency food source during World War I, and since expanded into commercial cultivation. On the other side of the world, the Japanese wood mushroom, or shiitake mushroom, which is native to East and Southeast Asia, 
has been cultivated for centuries in Japan, and today is the third most widely cultivated mushroom in the world. Okay, so we can't have a conversation about mushrooms without at least touching on the intoxicating types. Although the psilocybin group of mushrooms, popularly known as magic mushrooms, are now most closely associated with hippie culture of the 1960s, archaeological evidence suggests that these type of mushrooms served religious and spiritual purposes thousands of years ago. Although it would be impossible to determine exactly when and where it first began, there is evidence in the form of stone paintings that Saharan Aboriginal tribes of North Africa might have been using psilocybin mushrooms as far back as 9000 BCE. Similar evidence in Spain dating back 6,000 years ago suggests that psilocybin mushrooms were used during certain religious rituals. Shamans and Vikings are also thought to have consumed hallucinogenic mushrooms during religious ceremonies, as well as Native American cultures like the Mayas and Aztecs, whose symbols and paintings indicate the use of psilocybin mushrooms in religious rituals as a way to communicate with the deities. Certain mushrooms were even called teananacat, or flesh of the gods, by the Aztecs. Other tribes originating in Central America are also believed to have used these mushrooms for similar reasons. Of course, at the time, the hallucinogenic compounds in these mushrooms were unknown, and the visions were thought to be caused by magic or spiritual influence. It wasn't until the late 1950s that mycologists and botanists R. Gordon Wasson and Roger Heim, with help from scientist Albert Hoffman, managed to extract and identify the two hallucinogenic compounds within this group of mushrooms— psilocybin, and psilocin. So we've really only just scratched the surface of mushrooms, and clearly there is more to learn and many varieties to discover. So, what do we do from here? Download the Specially Produce app and keep exploring. Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Be sure to follow at Specially Produce App on Instagram for some amazing produce photos. And while you're on there, give us a follow at Plated Earth. As always, you can find more information, recipe ideas, and local market shares on the Specially Produce app. Tune in next time for more food fables. And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time. 